This morning we conclude our road trip series and it's time we talk about the snacks because a road trip, oh, it rises and falls based on the quantity and quality of the snacks. I know when I'm on a road trip, I will eat foods that I don't usually eat in my regular life. I may bring along grapes and those little carrots, but that's not what I wanna eat in the car. No, I want um, white cheddar flavored popcorn. I want Triscuits, not the original flavor, not the boring regular ones, no, 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 no. I want one of these awesome new flavor of Triscuits, um, like dill, sea salt, and olive oil, or balsamic vinegar and basil, or a four cheese and herb, or cracked pepper and olive oil, Parmesan garlic sour cream and onion. Do we need a better illustration of the goodness of God's creation than this array of Triscuit flavors? God is good. It's all about the snacks. So why do we need snacks on a road trip? Well, for me anyways, having an abundance of snacks in the car gives us one less reason we need to stop. And we established the first week of this series that I am a leave on time, arrive on time, don't make any unnecessary stops kind of road tripper. But snacks aren't just about sustenance. They are also a barrier against boredom and they give any trip a sense of fun and shared community. I mean, snacks bring people together, always. There's just some kind of magic when, when you're in the car and, and you're, you're passing snacks, sharing snacks, munching on snacks, eating, laughing, fighting over who controls the music. So don't forget the snacks. In her book, Traveling Mercies, Anne Lamott tells about a neighbor of hers, a man named Rick Fields. And Rick is the editor-in-chief of a journal, um, a magazine called Yoga Journal. And he's also a man in his 50s living with advanced cancer, living with cancer and soaking in life each and every day, relishing it, practicing compassion and joy and presence in a way that, that just stuns Anne Lamott. Um, at one point in, in this story, Anne quotes the message on Rick's answering machine. And this is what it says, quote, the road to enlightenment is long and difficult and you should try not to forget snacks and magazines. Yeah, that got me thinking about what might be on Jesus' answering machine, especially in light of, of today's passage from the Gospel of Mark. This passage recounts the first time that, that Jesus sends the disciples out on a road trip, and it's their first time doing this kind of thing without him. So I'm wondering, while they're out, and about on their road trip, whether this is what his answering machine, Jesus' answering machine says, the road to fullness of life is long and dangerous. Travel light, bring only your walking shoes and all the authority and power I give you to heal and transform lives. And if folks refuse to listen to you, if they get ugly and angry, don't worry, pick up your feet and move on because there's more healing to do, more glory to share. But that's not all. I'll give you one another. I'll send you two by two so you won't be alone. 
You'll pick up some stories along the way, good stories, and don't worry, I provide the snacks. Now, before we focus on those snacks, I want to think uh, for a minute about the stories, the magazines that God provides for the journey. The Bible is full of such stories, engaging stories, funny stories, challenging stories, life-giving stories. And that's what worship is about. It's about spending time with these stories and retelling and telling these stories. Well, that's, that's one of the things that sustains us on our journeys. And then there are the snacks. God has a history of providing snacks, manna in the wilderness, uh, food flown in by a raven for the prophet Elijah, um, a land flowing with milk and honey for all who hunger and thirst. And then there's the gift of communion, this, this meal that Jesus invites us to share with him. God is always saying, I'll provide the snacks. But sometimes God delivers those snacks through us. A, a little over a year ago, my sister died. And at the time, it, I had many people who, who asked, how can I help you? What, what, can I, what can I provide? What can I bring? And for the life of me, I, I never had an answer to that question. I didn't know what I needed. And then one morning, I, I opened my front door and there was a box from my colleagues here at the church. And it was a box that was filled with three things. It had soup, it had beautiful rolls, great bread, and chocolate chip cookies. And if you'd asked me just that, that day what I needed, I would never have mentioned those three things, but as soon as I saw them, particularly as soon as I smelled, I smelled the goodness of those three items. I realized that's exactly what I needed. That's exactly what my family and I needed. We needed, we needed some good snacks. Another story about a friend of mine I will call Mary. Mary was going through a really, really challenging time. Um, it was, it, it was tough being a parent, but it was, it was really her, her job. She had. She had a job that was just eating away at her self-confidence and her just entire sense of self-worth. Um, and, and during this difficult time, she, she had very little appetite and she was eating less and less and really just slowly disappearing. Now she shared some of this with some close friends and one of those close friends offered, offered to come out and, and stay with her for a week. And really all that that friend did while she was there was cook. Each and every day, she'd go to the grocery store and think what Mary might want to have for dinner that night. And she would gather up to just beautiful ingredients and then create, just create a delicious meal prepared for Mary. And every night, Mary would, would eat that meal. And she found that, you know, bit by bit, her appetite starting to return and and every day she got a little stronger and she got a little more grounded. And of course, it was about more than the food. It was also about the, the company and just the very presence of her friend. But a lot of it, a lot of it, it was the food. It was the snacks that her friend provided for her at this tough point on her journey. 
in the road trip of life, the snacks are just really, really important. So important that, that we people of faith, we really struggle to distinguish between what is a holy and a sacred meal and what, what's just an ordinary, regular old meal. I mean, think about it. In, in communion, we don't eat, you know, theoretical holy bread and drink imaginary spiritual juice. No, we eat bread purchased at Giant Eagle and and we drink juice. Well, now that's made, that's packaged by this awesome company that puts it in the little plastic containers. It's real bread and real juice. And 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 looking at it from the other perspective, any meal that we that we we have and partake of can be a holy feast. God shows up again and again as we eat, as we share in meals. In her beautiful and powerful book, uh, This Here Flesh, Cole Arthur Riley talks about this, and she makes this powerful case for the proximity between the spiritual and the embodied. And she writes, I, I want a faith that loves the whole of me. And if I make it to the table of God, I hope it has cornbread stuffing and comfortable chairs. I mean no offense to the desert mothers and fathers eating locusts and hunting and itching with camel hair, but I hope God knows how my, how my cousin's baked mac and cheese tastes. I hope God puts ham hocks in his greens and feels no shame, end quote. Yeah. I'm talking about all the ways in which God invites us to taste and see that creation is good. I'm talking about Triscuits and Oreos on a road trip. I'm talking about communion. I'm talking about the table, uh, the table just referenced, this, this, this table of God, the table in which all of us are invited to, the living and the dead, what we will all be, that we all sit at in the fullness of time. And when I imagine that table, Oh, I'm thinking fresh corn, so sweet that putting butter on it feels redundant. And, and, and also I'm thinking cheddar cheese biscuits, warm cheddar cheese biscuits um, with pimento cheese. And that's just, that's just the appetizers on the third Tuesday. Put another way, there are snacks in heaven, really good snacks. We are loved, we are claimed, we are gathered together by a God whose stories never end and whose snacks never, ever run out. Amen.